<laughs> All right, the, 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 the light is on. The light is on. Oh, God. Just paces away from the, the scene of the shootout at the, at the Remax Corral. Pow, pow, pow. The shadows of Roger's place. They're in the finals, aren't they? The, the Prospects? We will talk about the Prospies. We will. I should be paying attention oh, to Oh, we them. will. Uh... And yeah, we are off the bench. I am your host, Nick Good. As always, joined to my right by... Adam Hunter. Hello, folks. And... And... Unfortunately, no Neil this week. It's You got a two-man booth. Yeah, Neil's uh, working for the man. Neil's... Neil. Listen, Neil is putting in the time, the effort, the hard work, the determination that has made this city so great has built this city into what it is and what it's going to be. I look around this downtown core, Adam. I look around this this burgeoning ice district. Yeah. I see these buildings. I we see the skyscrapers right right from our right from our balcony. Growing day by day. And it is just I have to say, there's a little I'm saying this a little tongue in cheek, but I am very proud. I walked I walked down 104th Street today. I saw the le- they now have the levels going up mm-hmm. in the building next to Rogers and I I'm excited. It looks great. The 2020 World Cup of Hockey is going to look just great. The only thing about all of that, as great as it is, is it actually has nothing to do with what Neil does for the city. I know. But but, but he's still out there grinding. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's big. So two man booth. We're gonna have. We're gonna we're we're gonna be just. There's no distractions this week. It's very it's very business like. It's very serious, Adam. Pure focus. We got we got. A little bit of basketball we're going to talk about. We can talk about the Asks, of course, still undefeated. We'll talk about the Prospies, maybe a little bit of NHL. But I want to talk about some really important things. Yeah. Because the dog days of summer. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. Premier Bachelor in Paradise. You know what? You don't watch. I was going to say. You don't watch. And so I decided I'm going to take the opportunity now to tell you why you should watch. I want to hear it. Bachelor in Paradise. I want to hear it. Because this show is just... Okay, just before okay. you get into it, just tell me like when does it air? Like what are the days? Exactly. I need so I'm to gonna I'm this. gonna break I'm gonna break it down okay. for you, Adam. Ooh, I I'm gonna it. break it down. So you know the ABC, the long running Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Yes, I'm aware. Standard concept: you have one man, one female, whoever the case may be. Mm-hmm. They have anywhere from 25 to 30 people. There's that for them. many now. Yeah, open it. Oh. The, I thought the, it was like 16. No, the first night, that I think last season, Rachel Lindsay, she had at least like 28 guys in oh. the first night. I mean, cut them real fast. Oh, like, I think okay. you, I think you whittle, I think she like cut like eight right away. Oh, oh, first day she first cut. Night, Ooh, first night. First night. one of those oh, yeah. guys. Oh, uh, I know. Wow. It's like uh, Cameron and Big Brother. It's uh, not even in there for 24 Cam. hours. Yeah. Um, he had a chance to get back in though. He just couldn't have it. blew it. Super fan. What kind of super fan? Anyway, we'll get Hard to Big Brother actually. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so so you have those. So generally, what will happen is you'll have the Bachelor Air in the fall, and then winter time you'll have the Bachelorette, and then summertime comes around Bachelor in Paradise. Ooh. And what you have is you have ex contestants from both shows trying to find love again. This time the setting is a little bit less formal. It's everyone's game. There's no one person who's kind of controlling the whole thing. You're at a uh, resort in Mexico. You're having some drinks, you're having some fun, and you see what, what burgeons, what love, what love. So, so how do people win or lose? So you, do you, there is no winning or losing. There oh, is, no. As Chris Harrison, the host, says, there is no grand prize. It's whether you find love or you don't. Oh. You're there for, for six weeks, I think it is. They're usually there. Or I think it airs for six weeks. I think they're actually only there like for 
maybe t- three weeks. Man, two being weeks, in Mexico weeks. for six weeks, you would die. Well, yeah. So. Okay. I mean, there is, so there's always an odd number of men and women. Oh, okay. So depending on the week, if you don't get a rose, like you have to couple up at the end yeah, of each yeah, week yeah. or whatever. And if you don't have a rose by the end of it, you go home. Oh, okay. But then you'll introduce more people as the season goes on. Oh, oh it's, oh, wow. It's, so it just kind of oh, sounds yeah. like a bit of a fuck fest to me. Hey, now they're trying to find love. Adam. Pardon me. In the Mexican sun. Fuck fest. Now listen, I'm going to talk to you about some of these contestants. Oh, yeah. For my, my, a little couple review from the first first episode, okay? Okay, hit me. So every Monday night is when Bachelor in Paradise comes on, by the way. You were asking, what, what's the air dates? There's another special episode tonight, though. Okay, I should back up. For those of you who are already fans, and you're just clinging, and you're just, you're enthralled now. For those of you who aren't, maybe like Adam, who are, may get we'll into this. will soon be a fan, probably. Um, there's a little bit of controversy, actually, that surrounded Bachelor in Paradise this year. Oh. Yeah, so, of course, like all these shows, they get taped months in advance and then broadcast. So, as The Bachelorette was on, late Rachel Lindsay's season, they were filming Bachelor in Paradise, had started filming Bachelor in Paradise. Um, now, that's that's while her season was airing. Obviously, her season had been shot months ago whatever yeah, of course so i guess their news had come out that production had stopped in for bachelor in paradise and there were rumors that quickly became allegations that quickly actually no one really knows what ended up happening yet but there were allegations that there was some sexual misconduct that had happened Ooh. involving two of the contestants Ooh. one was allegedly drunk and then taken advantage of yeah so it was like some Heavy. serious shit now, the first episode that aired last night for Bachelor in Paradise was they showed everything that happened up until production stopped. Because they actually, they sent the cast home. They stopped oh, it. They... they shut it down, sent the cast home. There were rumors that ABC would have to just cancel it outright. They wouldn't have oh, it wow. this summer. Wow. Um, but they actually ended up shutting down production for like two days or something like that. So they sent them all the way home and just... Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, Mexico. Uh, yeah, but, it's not that so anyway, so the first episode was everything that happened up before it. So it, the last episode ended... With the two parties, I mean, we can say Demario and Corinne. Now, Corinne, you may remember as being the wild girl on Nick's season, Nick Vile's season, which was the I, Bachelor. I don't remember. Okay, so Nick was the Bachelor this past season. Yes. Rachel was on his season. She got dumped. She became Being the new bachelorette, bachelorette, which is how it works. She's the first ever black bachelorette too huh. so which is very like it was, it was supposed to be groundbreaking. It didn't end up really being very much. Uh-huh. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. Um, and now, so yeah, so Corinne was on Nick's season and she was known for just being a little, she was, she's very young, always very drunk. Mm. Um, and just very, very sexual, sexually, uh, forward towards Nick, Oh, which mm. I got to give the guy credit. He never ended up sleeping with her and she, but she was all over the guy. Anyway, so Corinne, DeMario, also a very controversial, controversial figure on Lindsay, on, uh, Rachel's season because she found out that he had a girlfriend whilst being on the show. The girlfriend actually, they were in LA. He's from LA. The yeah. girlfriend showed up. They were playing a pickup basketball game. Showed up being like, you motherfucker. She actually said this. She's like, you motherfucker. I still have the key to your apartment. Whoa. So DeMario, controversial what already. What are you thinking, DeMario? Cur- right? Like, come on, And now man. it's funny. He shows up and, and everyone's, he's trying to like, I'm trying to make a new, like, turn a new page. I want to tell my side of the story. Oh. Now, we're going to talk about some of these characters, but Raven, who was on Nick's season, she right from out front, she's like, listen, Demario, are you single or are you not? As soon as he steps on the beach. Oh, yeah. She's from the South, too. Oh, she's, from Ar- she's from Arkansas. Oh, that's not the good South. Oh, but she's... 
Her accent. Good, good twang. It's a good, it's a good okay. twang. All yeah. Right, okay. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about Raven in a sec. Oh. Um, but yeah, so those are the two figures. I mean, it's a lot of controversy. Lots of controversy. We're gonna find out tonight on a special episode of Bastion Paradise <sighs> if they come. Then when they come back, who's willing to stay? Who's willing to go? Because now there's a bit of like a. Wow. Yeah. So this cloud. occurred pretty early. Mm-hmm. This before Colorado. the first rose ceremony. After two days. Oh, so in. they didn't waste any time screwing up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <sighs> Gonna, no, my friend. I'm gonna put this one on Demario. Oh, it. It's I don't know him, but I'm gonna put this one on Demario. He's already a shady character to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're not gonna slander anyone here no, on this podcast. I'm, I mean, I I slandered him a little bit. Like I don't know this Corinne, but I think you know. Sounds like she's, she's very young. Sounds like she's living her best life. That's exactly what and she says see, when she goes yeah, to the okay. beach. So, she's doing her. She's doing her. Yeah. And the kids are all about that jazz, living their best life, whatever the heck. So you know, I'm gonna put this one on Demario. Damn, and Demario, tell me about him. And that's all I wrong. Can, and that's all that anyone can say is, "Damn, Demario!" Mm. Like, just smarten up. So anyway, there's. I think there's right now twelve guys, eight girls, or something like that. So yeah, like the, the when the girls have the roses for the first week, usually Ooh. it's the guys who get the roses the first week on oh. Paradise. They're swapping. But they're flipping the they're script. Flipping the script. Man. So eight girls, they got to pair up, and four guys are going home. Oh, right. That's so quick. so we got we got a. a a fair cast of characters, most being from Nick's and Rachel's season. There's mm-hmm. a few from before, which honestly I didn't really watch before, so I didn't really know them very well. Mm-hmm. We got this guy Vinny. Seems all right. Alex, pretty funny guy. He seems to have a have a way with the camera with the producers. You know, he really sells himself to the audience. Um, we got this guy Nick, who goes by Santa Claus. I don't get the joke. Saint, oh. It's a Saint Nick thing. Uh, I don't know. No. He seems a little little off kilter. We got yeah. this guy Ben Z. Ben Zed, we would call him in Canada. His last name. It's, oh, oh! I thought oh, his first name was like Benzi. What the Benzo? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is that? No, Benzi. It's because usually they'll have like multiple guys. So yeah. They always have like the last. Yeah. yeah. Like Danielle, for example, my girl. She yeah. was Danielle M in Nick season because uh, there was also Danielle L. Okay. But now she's just Danielle. She's the only Danielle. Nice. Um, Makes it easy. So anyway, we got a couple of these guys. So Benzi. We'll start with Benzi because Ben likes to talk about his dog Zeus. Ben like. Constantly, we'll talk about how. So, first of all, he makes the moves on Raven right away. Boom. Unless we're talking Raven, Raven, gentlemen, looking great this year. Like she, so Raven actually was the finalist in Nick's season. Oh, so she he dumped Raven and picked uh, Vanessa. What do I, you think about his choice there? Okay, Vanessa's way too good for Nick. Nick, first <laughs> of all, sucks. Like he's really oh. like yeah, he's a dud. He mumbles. He's not an interesting. He's he, he's good looking, but. He, uh... He's dull? He's, yeah. And Vanessa's, mm. she's from Montreal. Oh. She speaks three languages, French, wow. English, and Italian. She comes, her last name's Grimaldi, so she mm. comes from an Italian There's family. A lot of Italians there, too. Okay, and this is, this is a ridiculous thing. So, like, she's, she's very, like, a very strong-willed person. Nick is a little bit, so they butted heads, which you need that every Yeah, yeah, a little bit of fire. But Wait. she's like, I'm from Montreal, I'm Canadian, I don't want to leave Canada, especially this is right after Trump got elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family's here. Like going to Sunday dinners is very important to me. Nick lives in LA, so like the whole thing, like that so was why. And then Raven's like, "Oh, I want to get the hell out of Arkansas." Like, how <laughs> yeah, if you? And anyway, wow. I think I think Raven would have been better for Nick, but Vanessa was it, it, like, you can't go wrong with Vanessa. She's like quality, quality. Yeah, Canadian. it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. They always talk about that the girlfriend in Canada. That's like an American joke. Oh, is it? Well, where the you know like a guy who like doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, oh, you're my girlfriend. She's Canadian. That's why you haven't met her. Mm. You know, it's so now he can do that. It's his wife. Well, well, 
fiance. Yeah. Fia- your fiance. <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> oh man, I hope at least a couple people know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, that's coming off real weird. Yeah. Well, you know. Mm. I think a few. Th- okay. So anyway, so you got Ben. Ben goes goes hard for Raven right from the start. Raven looking great. Like honestly, she's and then I'm just gonna look her up real yep, quick just it. to get some Raven. To, you Raven know, Bachelor in Paradise. Um. So. They're really centering it around Raven and Danielle. It seems like kind of the two stars so far from the first episode. Like you're really, they, they are getting a lot of airtime. So Ben goes for Raven. Talks about his dog Zeus. Oh my goodness! Yes, incessantly. She's she's, uh, she's pretty pretty cute. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Not bad. So Not bad. so he talks about so Ben is just looking for a, for a doggy mama for Zeus. I a really find mama. like there's there's times where he just says, you know, Raven is kind of going off with this other guy. Um, and I can't remember his name. Derek, Derek, something like that. Anyway, he's got big ears, uh, but <laughs> loser, big ears. Anyway, wait, I'm getting confused. Ben is not. No, Ben is not the one that's into into. Oh no! Because you have Robbie. Oh no, no, I'm right. I'm right. So yeah, Ben Ben's into Raven at first. He's talking about his dog. That's all he talks about. Just he he, he constantly makes these comments like. I got a dog at home that I miss very much. I'm not going to waste my time. That's that's strange, but people do love dogs a lot yeah. right now. So uh, so anyway, in comes Robbie. So Robbie's this guy, literally looks, the guy, I got to give him credit. They call him Kendall. The guy looks like he's been chiseled from fucking granite. The guy's got like 12 abs. Wow, that's a lot of abs. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's like, Neil would be very impressed with the man's physique. Yeah. Is he a big guy too? Would he's, Neil be, he's a big boy. He's tall and lean. Tall, uh, tall and lean. Oh, like not, not. I don't yeah. know if Neil would be that's as true. impressed. Neil's into he's, the. He's into more the, of the big boy, yeah. big John Isner type. The Lesnar type. The Lesnar Isner, whichever. Yeah. Isner. But so Robbie comes in. He's got like this, like the, you know, this hair that just goes off, that kind of curls down. He's got a winning smile. Water. Really great looking guy. Great looking guy. Dreamboat. Personable. Takes Raven on a date because they get date cards. So he oh, chooses Raven. Yeah. They go jet skiing. Wow, cool. Ra- Ra- they come back. The girls split off. The guys split off to talk about the date. Robbie's like, oh yeah, man. It was awesome. It was great. They kissed, but whatever. Nice. Raven goes, no spark. <sighs> yeah, it's very funny actually. And she's like, kind of starts making fun of him. She's like, and then one of the girls makes a comment. Oh, did you like, did you dry off your, your clothes on his abs? She's like, no, I couldn't even look at the abs. They're just like too much. It's like, you need to like stop working out. Like, huh. So I guess maybe there's a point where you can be too fit for girls. For oh, pretty for girls. sure. I don't know. Well, of course there is. There's, uh, so, a, there's uh, a line. So I'll drink a beer to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll take a swig for I'm, that. I'm actually drinking water because I'm going to the gym after this, but maybe now I should uh, reconsider. There you go. I don't think I'm quite at that line yet. So, so anyway, so that's that's what's going on. So then Raven kind of like brushes Robbie to the side. She's, she, she, she's feeling good with Ben. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, Raven's looking great. Danielle, my girl, Danielle. Your girl. Oh yeah, just just such a sweetheart. She's a nurse, neonatal nurse from Nashville. Oh, right does now. Does she have an accent too? She doesn't really have an accent actually. Oh, but she. So I follow her on Instagram since she was on Nick's season, mm-hmm. and uh, so glad when she got dumped. She cried, but I was like, please, like you're, you're too better, good for Nick. Better yeah. than this. So she's now obviously Paradise has stopped filming. She's in Africa right now doing work there. Wow. Yeah, she's incredible. Incredible. Wow. Just. Tall, blonde, just she's she's just she's amazing. Wow. Southern Belle, angel. Um, and I'm thinking I don't want her to fall in love this season at all because you're waiting yeah. for your chance. But she's feeling this guy Jack Stone. Now Jack Stone is from 
Lindsay, uh, Rachel Caesar. That can't be his real name. Oh, it's Jack, and he goes by Jack Stone. Very porny. You have to go by, like, the guy is so friggin' handsome. <laughs> the guy's so, like, if there's one, I didn't even put it together. I didn't even, honestly didn't even know Jack Stone was in the season. But I didn't even put it together. At first I was like, no, Danielle, like, yeah, you'll get a little bit sad, but I'll be here waiting for you. Yeah. But no, as soon as I saw him, like, I can't even be mad. Can't even be mad about Jack Stone, man. The guy's an attorney. Wow. He's an attorney named Jack Stone. He's a character. This Every guy, time how is that he's real? got a winning smile. Every oh. time I see him, you gotta look him up. Every time I see him, him I'm just like, yes, Jack, my boy Jack Stone. Nice. Now nice. at first, the girls are into this guy Dean. So Dean was on Rachel's season as well. Younger kid. Oh, look at the smile on that right? guy. Jeez. Yes. Wow, lights up a room. Yes. Oh, Jack. Jack Stone. He's got man. the stubble. Too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damn, Jack. You could set your watch to his jawline. That thing is just... <laughs> yeah, no, he's good for him. Good for you, Jack. So Dean is, is one that gets all the girls wild. He's this... He, he's a He's got that boyish charm. No real beard, but he's got this like... But... I think it's real funny how much we're devoting he, to this. He but. seems he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get the Dean thing. And maybe it's generational. Because I look at a guy like Jack Stone with the, with the jaw yeah, and yeah, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's a man. Well, who's... Well, how old is Dean? Dean's kid? 25. 26? So he's like not really much younger than No, us. but like, but it seems like the younger girls. Yeah. Well, in... What, you know, I, in my experience, the older you get, the more like hair you're allowed to have. So Fair enough. Facial hair, hair, hair. Yeah, like yeah. maybe boys, when Dean hits like know? 20, 28. Yeah, maybe. Fair enough. You know? And then the last, okay, the last, you are, we're running low a little long. It's so just kind of funny. The last time. one I'll hit on is Christina. Yeah. Because Dean and Christina, they're hitting it off. Oh, yeah. Christina's Russian. Oh. She had a very sad story. She, she was on Nick's season as well. Is it Christina with a K or? C. C. Okay. She came over from Russia, uh, adopted. She had, had a really hard life in Russia. She talks about how her family was poor. There were days she remembers there was no food in the house, so she'd have to eat like lipstick and stuff like that. Oh, that's terrible. So then she. Uh, entered into like an adoption and got adopted by a an American family. Left her, she feels a little bit guilty. Oh, is is this Dean here? Is that him? That's Dean. I I don't see it. See, I think yeah, his eyes are a little far apart. But he's got like a boyish charm to him. I see some boyish charm there, and I assume that's Christina. That is Christina. She's very good looking. So, yeah. so I have to say one thing about Christina though. She had this really like she had really dark hair when she was on Nick season. This mm. season, maybe because it's the summer. She put a little blonde in it. Looks good. I don't I think agree. It looks good. See, I don't agree. I, I really? prefer the dark hair on Christina. I mean, I, I'm not hugely picky as long as like people don't have you know like crazy like clown right. colors going on. But that's just me. Now, so Christina, you know, and Dean, they're hitting it off. I think they, you know what? I think they work well with each other. I think they they look good. Like Christina lived a hard life. Dean, it was revealed in his when he was with uh, Rachel. They did the hometowns. He's estranged from his family as well. Oh. So it seems like they got a good bond there. They have Two good-looking young kids, and yep. I hope they make it work. Um, so, yeah, tonight, can't wait, and uh, we'll have a follow-up next week about how things are progressing here. I'm interested to see who goes home out of the four guys. Well, me too. I mean, I got to catch up. Uh, Iggy's this, uh, this larger... There's there were rumors when he was on Rachel's season that he was on steroids. Mm. Apparently, he told some of the guys he was. Oh, larger no. gentleman. Very sweaty. Very sweaty. Is that a is that like a side effect of steroids? Do you think? I I don't know. He's could, just a very sweaty. Anytime I see him, I'm like, man, he's just like. You want to PBR that, by the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's a series record on. Oh, it, right? good. There's good a series man. record set. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's uh. So 
Return to Paradise. That's the maybe the dog days of summer, but the drama never ends. No, I mean it's just ramping up. Speaking of re- reality drama, let's talk a little Big Brother, Adam. Okay, we can talk a little Big Brother. You and I'm, I, I'm on that. So. We've been watching all season. Yeah, I missed the first couple, but I'm I'm up to. We're divisive on a couple characters. Yo, man, a couple. Tell me about it. Um, but I'm just gonna ask you, what are your mid season thoughts so far? So as we stand right now, uh, Alex is head of household. Correct. Right, and. Um, who won the little temptation thingy? Uh, Mark. Mark, right. Mark he's he's he's, he's firing up. himself. He's firing up as as a player. Yes, right he now. is. He is showing that there's more to him. I had him pegged as a kind Dumb of a, a dummy guy. Kind Dumb of a, yeah, well, just like an oaf, and he's sort of bumbling around. But he's really showing himself as um, you know as a player. I think it's funny. Uh, last episode, you know, Christmas is calling him out. Oh, my girl, Christmas. I know you love God. Christmas, but you know. Um, she's calling him out, saying that he plays both sides. It's like, yeah, what what do you want him to well, do? Well, that's what he said. I know, he's like, exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing. But like, what is, you know, what is she doing if not that? So, I think it's kind of funny how they talk about loyalty on a show where you win by stabbing people in the back. Yeah. It's like, no. And, you know, then you got mad over I was going to say, you want to talk loyalty. Yeah, you want to talk loyalty. Oh. That's my quarterback. Oh, that's man. my quarterback. So, Adam and I, we, we talk about Matt. Matt is, if you haven't watched the show, you, you should. And if you don't, I'll describe Matt to you. Matt is like, what do we say? Like Matt Hasselbeck. He's he's just like in his in his final years with the with the Titans. Yeah, like he's you know he's mentoring a young and up up and coming quarterback. Like he knows his best days are behind him, so he's just doing it for the team. Matt's got gray. He's got early onset like he's graying, so he's got gray in his hair, gray in his beard. He he looks wizened and and weathered a bit. Yeah. And he's always smiling. Always up. And he's always talking with the, with his alliance. Like, listen, I'll be a team player. I'll put me up on the block. Yeah, put me up on the block. I'll throw this competition. Whatever. He's just such he, a team and he player. did throw the last and he competition. Threw it. And he's he a, threw he, it successfully. Yes, he did. While Cody attempted to throw it and did not. Now, what I got to say about Cody and, and actually, Paul said it was, you know, you weren't in the head of household suite. Yeah. Why didn't you just pick that one? You know, you weren't in there. Yeah. It was Josh's week, Cody. Because he was also convinced he was never in the have not room. The guy lives in the have not room. Well, actually, yeah. I guess he didn't that week, but you know he weren't in Josh. Yeah. Room. So, like, I don't know why, you know, I mean, he's... Do you have to stand on the board? Yes. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been very easy to throw it. Yeah. But, no, you do have to, I guess. But, see, now it's funny you say that because I wonder, because there was that other competition yeah, that just threw... Just sat down. Just was like, forget yeah. it. So, you know, I, uh, maybe this one was different because maybe they said... You know, because the producers have to make it so there's actually some drama there. So they couldn't have both of them just sit down. Yeah. So maybe they there was drama. They succeeded. Yeah. By one point. But yeah, Matt. No, he's he's that perfect example. Starting quarterback goes down. Maybe maybe it's like week sixteen, week seventeen. You're resting your starter. You're into the playoffs. Matt, you're in. Just manage the game. Yep. Don't don't do anything crazy. We don't need you throwing like seven yard bombs to anybody. And he he does. You know. We don't need you scrambling. Just little pick aparts. Little Ricky Race. Yeah. Uh, shots yeah. up and down. Yeah, no, and just, you know, and he he's probably such a nice guy. He'd probably even say, you know, coach, maybe put the third stringer in. Like, give him a few reps. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe. We'll play half the game. Yeah, we'll just play half and half because, like, you know, I'm, I mean, my Fuck career. Matt. I want Matt to win, but he won't. He won't. He's he's screwing himself because when the time comes, he'll be pretty expendable. Like, so, at this point, who's your pick then? To win? Yes. Man, it's hard to pick. Um, it is. Every, every week. Yeah, every, every week something's new. I mean. I think it's easier to pick people who I know won't win. I think Alex has a decent shot. Oh, see, I, I think Alex is my pick. I think Kevin kind of played himself a little bit with the Cody stuff. Mark's, Mark's, Mark's making a run. Mark's though. showing himself. 
um, you know, Paul's been in the mix too much. Too so much, he's, yeah. He's it's not going to do it. It's going to fall in on him at yeah, some point. Yeah, it definitely will. Jason could be a sneaky one. I think if Jason, Jason and Mark get yeah. together, there could be something there. Well, Jason and Alex has got, have got their thing going on. Yeah, so but I think so that'll work. It could, but I mean, you know, you got to have heart. No. Uh, <laughs> miles and miles, miles of heart. Miles and miles of heart. No, uh, it's... <laughs> It'll be interesting to see because yeah, I don't, I don't really have a pick right now. I think there's a few people who have a chance, and most of them have no chance. Now, we, yeah, we, 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 we would be remiss to end this, uh, this segment without talking about Kevin. Yeah, who's mo- clearly a gangster. Yeah, and and probably my favorite character Absolutely. on the show, without a doubt. I mean, I just, you know, there's just certain things he where just... he, I think he hides it fairly well, but then once in a while he'll say something, and you're like. Yeah, this guy's ordered a couple of like killings. My favorite like, line is he was so Ramses, who was his oh, like yeah, little yeah. like his little son or whatever, he was like teaching the kid up this Kevin's from Boston. Yeah. I'm teaching the kid how to do his laundry, do his dishes. He's a good kid, you know, he does that weird cosplay stuff, but whatever. It's like the kids He's got whatever. A good yeah. Eye, you know, yeah. yeah. By the way, for those of you who don't watch, Kevin is quote unquote a stay at home dad in Boston. The guy wears three piece suits. In yep. the fucking Big Brother house. They also show when he's walking through his neighborhood and he knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. And um, they show him a lot of respect. Yeah. If you uh, know. Quite a bit. And so anyway, so he goes, so finally the house decides they're going to get rid of Ramses and he's talking in his uh, uh, ITM to the camera in the diary room and he goes, yeah, well, you know, the, the kid's got to go. So if he's got to go, he's got to go. It's been nice, Ramses, but uh, see, it, see it Thanksgiving. <laughs> and well, it just made me think. That's what he says to people. Yeah. That, like that's his. That's, that's his when, kiss that's of the death. Last thing. That's, that's his the last kiss. Thing. That's his Don Corleone or his Michael Corleone yeah. kiss of death. Yeah. You know it's. <laughs> see you at Thanksgiving. See you Thanksgiving. And like before they can figure out what he's talking about. There's a dead. Garrett wire around. Oh the yeah, throat. it's finished. <laughs> I mean, he's no, he's clearly a gangster. Clearly. Oh man, but must be. He won't go far because, like you said, he's kind of fucked himself. He kind of played himself yeah. a little bit with. I mean, it's kind of stupid how they're all like, "Well, what are you doing talking to Cody?" It's like Cody's done. Might as well let talk him, to the let guy. him talk to the dead man walking. Like you're gonna just make him, you know, be silent for the week or something. Like, come on, it's a little ridiculous. I think the way they uh, they treated Cody and Jess. I mean, Cody's a dipshit. Absolute dipshit. Uh, you know, he's just he, he is a bit of a loose cannon. But but just like you know, just been hammered for seven weeks or whatever it is. It's a little much, I think, at times. But now he's gonna strip these people of. The money. You'd have to just. The guy has no emotion. The when the guy talks, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna do this for Jess. Like, dude, you met this girl a few weeks ago in a house where yeah. you can't like. No, I know, and I think whole, it's, it's summer camp. It's summer camp for like, grownups. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Less. It looks like a little bit less fun, and I don't know a lot of summer <laughs> camps you can win half a million dollars at. But did you ever go to summer camp? No, no. You're really. a summer camp kid. No, I no. wasn't either. I think it's no. maybe more of an American thing. Yeah, well, I mean, there were people who went to summer camp. Like stay away saying, camp, though. Yeah, it wasn't really. American I didn't know camp. anyone. I I like none of know, my friends went to stay away. What camp. I always thought about Edmonton, at least, is that like most of the year, it's kind of a desolate Arctic wasteland. So in the summer, I'd like to actually be here. Yeah. When it's livable. So. Yeah, but I mean. You know, when you were 10. I totally had the autonomy That's what I mean. to make that decision. I said, Mom and Dad, this place is a barren Arctic wasteland for most of the year, and I would like to enjoy it while it's livable. They said, that's a great point. I don't know why you're talking like that as a 10-year-old, but just... We get, also, we just, we, we just asked here. you to go out for dinner. That's yeah, like, what, yeah, you need to relax. Okay, uh, any other thoughts on the big brother? No, you know, let's... Uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's see how the rest of it plays out. We can check back. A little later. Oh, we will. Oh, we will for sure. Oh, we will. Uh, 
Yeah, Wednesday is Veto. Thursday is the live eviction. There's a double this week. Right! Yeah. Oh, the best the best season. The best uh, episode of the season yeah. is the double eviction night. Yeah. Whole week's worth of Big Brother in like an, an hour. I know. It's amazing. And then there's a special episode on Friday, I think. I said. know. There's just a ton of stuff Man. going on. And of course, Sunday as usual. So this week is just like... Certainly, at d- despite what Neil would like to say, not the dog days. No, not at all. Um, okay. Kyrie trade. Yeah, we can talk you about want to talk sports. Kyrie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I know you. I know you support him. Do you, uh, do you think he deserves the flack that he's getting? I'll say this: Is he a spoiled kid? No. Which is sort no. of the narrative that's coming. No, out. I think the thing that is kind of funny about it, because now don't get me wrong, I'm not really in favor of what he's doing, but I think it's funny how there's just such a huge double standard all the time. And it's just like all over the map because when LeBron took control of his career, basically, and just decided where he was going to go and what was going to happen there, he got flagged too. But there were plenty of people that were like, you know what, good for somebody in this league to take control like that. So Kyrie is just trying to control his career. But what I would say to him is, you know what, you're young, your best chance to win right now is probably playing with LeBron because you're not going to be playing for uh, Golden State. So, like, just suck it up for a couple years. Because the other thing, too, is his utilization is such that he really couldn't be utilized anymore, wherever he goes. Like, he really couldn't. So, I don't know exactly what he wants. It seems to me what he wants is just to get the hell away from LeBron James. That's what it looks like. I think, so you make the point, he's young, best chance to win, this year with LeBron, at least. Because LeBron's gone. Yeah. So, it's one year. Yeah, of course. And and he would have been, too, if he wanted So, maybe he figures... Now, the thing I'll say is even though he is 26, he's won one championship already. He's been in two other finals. That's quite a lot already. He's an all-star. So maybe he kind of figures, I've done those things already. Maybe now, because I am so 26 years old, point guard, proven I can go toe-to-toe with Steph Curry mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant in the final, maybe I need to prove myself. Now, I think the whole idea of him like having his own team, people are twisting it up and thinking that he's going to go to like you know, Atlanta and be like the guy there and like rise them, raise them from the ashes. Like, I don't think he's delusional to think that he is LeBron, but no team does that anymore. There is no team that has one superstar anymore. Mm-hmm. You have at least two. And mm-hmm. if you have two, you have a good chance to be able to get a third. So maybe he figures I might as well. Yeah. Get away from LeBron now because I don't want to be left in the dust. That is the tired mm-hmm. fire of mm-hmm. Cleveland when he's gone, mm-hmm. which I don't blame the guy at all. And I think honestly, maybe he's just, He's looking at the whole LeBron situation and being like, you know, fuck you, man. Like, you keep pulling everyone by their balls and, like, deciding what you're going to do. You're the best player in the league, most powerful player in the league for sure. But maybe he looks at it and just goes, man, you come in here, you sign these one-year deals every year. You never tell us what you're going to do. You're all coy about it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to look like the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, I came back for the city. I would stay if I could, but I'm in the... Whatever. Like, there's always some fucking narrative around LeBron James that makes him out to be this some sort of knight in the yeah, NBA. Yeah. Which, again, going back, I think there's a lot of admirable things that he has done, a lot of positive things, like taking more control in a you know, white owner-dominated league mm-hmm. with a lot of mostly black employees. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the fact that he's pulled power into the employee's favor is a very good it's, thing. It's huge. It yeah. is huge. And yeah, he has other interests in LA, and that's why he wants to go there. But like, I'm just so tired of this whole... like. Anything LeBron does is fine because he's LeBron James. I'm just so tired of that. Because, like, because you look around, you're fu- you, you are screwing other guys' careers over. You know, he goes, well, I got a no-movement clause. I'm not going to move this year. Like, screw that. 
because he doesn't want to because he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have mm-hmm. the chips in his hands, so he doesn't yeah, get to make he, the decision. He wouldn't be decided. So, but if you really care about the city of Cleveland like you, like you say you do, sure you don't care about Dan Gilbert and the actual Cavs. Nobody does. And that's fine. You don't have to. Like, the guy treated you like shit, and you've never had a great relationship, and that's fine. But if you actually care about the team, and you know how much the team matters to the city that you care about, then why wouldn't you let them get some assets mm-hmm. in exchange? Like, yeah. like, his whole narrative is always like, he wants to look like the good guy all the time, but there's LeBron James has never made a sacrifice. I'm not saying he has to, but he's always the guy who's like, Dwayne Wade's got to take the pay cut if yeah. I'm going to go to LA. Chris Bosh has got to take the pay cut if I'm going to go to my, sorry, Miami. Yeah. You know, oh, Kevin Love and Kyrie, they got to, they got to hold the ball less so I can hold it more. Like, yeah, and you're the best player and he, he's been to however many finals in a row. And I get all that stuff, but it's, he's never made a sacrifice ever. And so, and whenever people turn around and ask him to, he he looks at it as if it's some like, like it's crazy, it's insane it's for an him to do anything. Just a ridiculous imposition. No, I and I'm just I so sick saying. and tired of the fucking guy. Like, and I know people, friends of ours, have given me flack for being anti-LeBron, and I just, I just, I, I hate that. I just, I think the league has shown it can operate with superstars that aren't egotistical maniacs. Like, oh yeah, you know, like Kevin Durant and Steph Curry can play together, and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. Like, I'm not saying every team's the Golden State Warriors. Because you are going to have your Carmelos and you're going to have your other guys who, mm-hmm. you know, are ball, Chris Paul and James Harden. We'll see how that works. But you don't, you don't have to be like that. No one has to be no. like that. No. No, I definitely can see what you're saying about him. I just so feel I'm like... totally on Kyrie's side. To- well, 100%. I'm completely on oh, Kyrie's side. Yeah. Completely. Because the thing is, if you want out of a, t- out of a situation, unless you're a free agent, you, all you can do is demand a trade. Mm-hmm. And I think the way they even, the, the way media frames it too, demanding a trade, requesting a trade, like, well, what else are you supposed to do? Like, even if you say, I'm not really happy here, that's a way of demanding a trade or like, I don't know, maybe you can mutually co- terminate the contract or I like, that's like never, the, the PA would never let that no, happen. No, no. But do you know what I mean? Like there's, what else are you supposed to do? Well, that's so he's you can so Kyrie's, suffer in silence. So su- Kyrie's supposed to suck it up for two years because LeBron decides. But we he also don't know how, how long he's been sucking it up for. Maybe he's been unhappy, you know, exactly for a while. And again, though, I think it's there's a lot of players who would be envious of his situation. Of course, and a lot of these players are lesser players than him, and that does make a difference too. So I don't know. My opinion is that like. Then again, I don't know how bad it really is. I mean, maybe that, that room is completely toxic. Yeah. And maybe it's a really difficult work environment for someone to be in when they're not maybe a peer of LeBron's, but about as close as you can get. Right. In that next tier, just a level down. Whereas somebody who's not even in, you know, within a $50 cab ride of LeBron, they're like, yeah, whatever, I'll suck it up, exactly. Mr. James. You know, exactly. no big deal. So maybe it is just an absolutely untenable situation for him to continue there i still think though it can be difficult because when you know we look at a guy and it's obviously we're biased but we look at a guy making all this money playing on a great team playing with maybe the best player of all for now though for now and you say you know you really you can't just like drink the kool-aid a little bit longer so I'm more. I do see where he's coming from in some ways, but part of me says, "Man, just drink the Kool Aid." But it's a no win for him either way because. Well, he still gets paid. No, no, but what I mean is, 
as far as his public image goes because he either demands a trade now or yeah. he leaves Cleveland in two years when he's a free agent. And yeah. either way, he looks like a, the bad guy. Well, and LeBron, to the fans of Cleveland. Yeah, and LeBron comes off like some fucking, well, I came home and won you guys the title. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I, like, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. I, I maintain, I don't know him personally, I don't know what his actual motives are, but from my, my personal opinion, from the way he's conducted himself, LeBron cares about one thing, his own legacy. He doesn't give a shit about Cleveland. He doesn't give a shit about the Cavaliers. He cares about his brand, how he looks, and, and yeah. that's fine. Again, we talked about it. How else is he supposed to? He's not. You can't brand yourself as a bad guy all the time. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's. It's hard to compare athletes from other sports, but I look at a guy like Richard Sherman in, in the mm-hmm. NFL. Articulate, smart, mm-hmm. very like you know rumors that maybe one day he would be an, a good NFL commissioner if mm-hmm. he would choose to have the job. That would be great. But like. And he can be branded as a bit of a villain sometimes, but at the same time, like, I think people respect the actual candor, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a little bit, when you're transparent, like, I just don't think well, LeBron's genuine. Well, I just don't think he is. No, he's you not. You can look great and you can look like a great, you can have a great legacy and don't get me wrong. Richard Sherman is not LeBron James. Richard Sherman doesn't have a billion dollar no, no, no. endorsement I, deal I, I, for no, Nike. I don't think anyone thinks you're saying But that. I'm saying the way they conduct themselves, is yeah. that there's a way to do it that like, yeah, maybe you'll look bad in some people's eyes, but in the end, like... That, that sort of genuine personality just, I think, wins out in the end. And I just don't think LeBron is. I just don't think he's a, a, a genuine guy. But you know, you, what do I know? I've never met the guy. You mentioned Richard Sherman just now, and you made me want to just touch on something really quickly. Because the Seahawks had their first preseason game of the year. Mm-hmm. And Michael Bennett... Yeah, he sat during the anthem. Sat during the anthem. So did Marshawn Lynch for the Exactly, for the so did Marshawn Lynch. And... Or, Soon to be LA Raiders. Yeah. Or Vegas Raiders. Vegas. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Everybody. Who? Um, <laughs> and I just want to say, man, that's great. Uh, I, I love it. Um, if you disagree with me, you're wrong. I don't care to hear what you have to say about it, frankly. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's all there is to it for me. And I love it because it now has nothing to do with Kaepernick anymore. To me. Now oh. is now because now people don't need to say Kaepernick, blah, 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 blah. now that there's other actual good players that are currently in the league that are taking this stand, people can stop equating this garbage oh, where see, people are I... saying Kaepernick this, Kaepernick that. Sure, he started this, but now people can talk to Michael Bennett. They can talk to Marshawn Lynch. It doesn't have to be only about one guy. Uh, apparently, as Mar- if, you know, Marshawn Lynch says he's been doing it for eleven a long years, time but that's noticed. but that's erroneous. There's. Plenty of footage of him standing for it. I'm sure he's done it for a few years, sure. But no, you could not have done it for your whole career with nobody noticing. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a thousand cameras on each game, except Jags games. <laughs> there are not a thousand cameras on each Jags game. But I, I just want to say I think that's great. Here's a wild idea to stop playing anthems at sporting events. Well, I don't really understand why they do it. <laughs> like, like, why? Like, so you play the anthem before a sporting event, but, like, why don't we play it before a movie? Or, yeah. You know, or why, like, don't we play it before a play? I mean, the NFL, it kind of makes sense. Most of your players are American, but, like, yeah. I look at the NHL, like, you have players from, like, 10 to 15 nations. Yeah, well, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know where that came from. I also don't understand in the States how they so closely tie their anthem with the military. Like, they're not related. Yeah. The, the anthem wasn't written for the military. The military does not exist to protect the anthem. Those two things are separate, but people conflate them so they think that when someone like what is Michael Bennett did, that they're disrespecting the military. And he put out a statement after saying, I love the military. It's yeah. got nothing to do with that. He said, I love America. I love hot dogs. What I don't love is basically, you know, the way people the way things are. 
Yeah. So I, I just have to and touch that, on that. And that speaks to a whole other thing that's going on in that country right now. And I'm just yeah. proud I'm Canadian. That's all I'll say. Yeah, thank goodness. So speaking of Canada, let's yep. talk a little hockey just yes. to wrap things up. Sure. And the NHL forecaster came out. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So as it stands, I took a screenshot of it here, but I wrote down the top 10, um, top 10 for people they have forecasts. They have Malkin winning the Art Ross. 102, 102 points. points. He had 72 points last year. Now, I know he didn't play a ton of games, but guys don't often jump This is like just that a, also that a stage. This is a side issue I always have with these forecaster things. So they forecast, like, okay. So Malkin, 102 points in 80 games. Uh, Kucherov, second. 97 Tied points. with McDavid. Yeah. 97. 50 goals, though. Didn't they 50 have. goals, yeah. Which is... Winning, winning the uh, Rock <clears throat> Richard, yeah. There's two... Actually, I think there's another 50-goal score. I think they put two. Oh, actually, they have Ovechkin with 55. What? Yeah. Well, where's that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So, they're, yeah. Anyway, so the, this, is, this is the one, like, issue I always have with these things. So, yeah, McDavid, 97 in 80 games. Tavares, 96 in 81 games. Crosby, 95 in 78 games. Forecasted for 82 games. I don't get why. Like, why yeah. are you doing it like that? Like, that's so stupid. Like, forecasted for 82 and, and then... Then retrograded or whatever, but especially, right? Like, it's especially stupid because you're like, how are you forecasting that this guy's going to miss four games? It's dumb. Crosby misses much more than four games a year. And why are you... Like, like, what, how, like, like you're just assuming McDavid's only playing... Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, just do it for 82. Like, I don't get it. Or like, if they want to be real, like, persnickety about it, I mean, and everybody would hate this, but forecast <laughs> your points per game right. average or yeah. something. Like, I know that that would suck, but... At least that way it's a level playing field. Stupid. So yeah, anyway, let's... Well, so, Malkin 102, Kucherov 97, McDavid 97, Tavares 96, Crosby 95, Ovechkin and Drysaddle 91, Patrick Kane 88, Johnny Gaudreau 87, Mark Shifley 86. That rounds up the top 10. Now, my question, anybody in that top 10, or anybody who's not in that top 10 you think probably could be, or will be? Ah, fuck it. Let's be bold. Will be. I, I think Austin Matthews could be in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Lana could even be in there. Depends, though. He doesn't rack up a ton of assists, but, man, he can score. The one thing I would say about these predictions, how many players broke 90 points last year? Two? Well, one. Oh, yeah. McDavid Cause, only yeah, cause Crosby had, had 89. Right. So now suddenly they've got, like, eight players breaking 90? Yeah. When, kinda, when kinda, league I, scoring has gone down? I, I, think, I think there might be... I think this is... The numbers are kind of accurate. I think there could be a lot of guys Ooh, in the nineties this year. I don't know. I don't the think one, so. the one player, um, I think they have just. I don't know why. It's just I think is just low as Tyler Sagan. Seventy-two points in eighty-two games. I think Sagan oh, is, no, could be up there be with these that. other guys. It's actually kind of surprising. I mean, I hope it happens, but to see Drysaddle with ninety-one mm, points, I like so. I, I don't think so. But there's some other ones on there that are wild. I don't know if you saw some of the Oilers on there. Um, they have Strom with 72 points. Yep. No. They probably figure he's playing with Crawford or it, with it wouldn't even, it, it honestly wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if he played with McDavid every minute of the year. He's not putting up 72 points. It's just he's not good enough to do that. But they also have Everly in there with 78. Yeah. Uh, and again, he playing is, with Tavares. Yeah, but he's still he's not going to have the best season of his career no. now. On a new team, it's really not that easy. Unless they really click. 
I think they have Slepyshev with 49 points. No, see, I, no, I only have the top. I, I looked 40, I looked into it. But but so Slepyshev with 49 points, that is just wildly inaccurate. Taylor Hall, 53. Yeah, like what are they talking? So he's four points ahead of Slepyshev? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. It's completely These things crazy. are hilarious. Kuznetsov only 59 and 82. Yeah, like I don't know. So it's kind of weird because I wonder what they look at to forecast a drop-off like that. Yeah. Or a giant increase like they're forecasting for Slepyshev. Because when you look at Slepyshev, nothing in the world tells you he'll ever approach that. Yeah. Ever. It, it just so couldn't do you, be. Do you, do you think... So I think they're a little high. Do you think McDavid... Like, two things. Wins there at Roskin and breaks 100 again? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't see any reason why he'd regress. Yeah. I mean, it's not like teams were not aware of him last year. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's flying under the radar every night, every game. Mm-hmm. He's the number one weapon on the ice for the Oilers, and every team knows that. And they're all planning on how do you shut him down. You don't. And they tried to do it all year. Yeah, they tried to do it all year last year, and he had 100 points. So you don't. So he, you know, I mean, he led the league in scoring by 11 points as a 19-year-old baby face. Yeah. And I see no reason why he can't do it again and do even more. I mean, it really, it depends where things go. You know, if Dreisaitl ends up playing with him, because obviously they have some good chemistry. They could continue to rip up the league, be, you know, potentially the most uh, effective duo in the league or best, you know, point production. In fact, so we'll see. see. I saw something. Yeah. So as of last season, the top, they, they were the top scoring duo. Yeah. 177 points combined. Combined, yeah. Next closest was Kane and Panarin, 163. Crosby uh-huh. Malkin, 161. Kucherov and Hedman, 157. See, the interesting thing, Shifley though, and Wheeler, 156. But when they put Crosby and Malkin, those guys don't even play together. Yeah, probably. So it's play, not really, like, you know, they don't really play together much at all. Um, so I, I have an email I'm going to read. Yes. From last week that got somehow sent to our spam folder. Oof, that's yeah. offensive. I know. Um, to whoever s- sent it. Well, our good friend, I'll tell you at the end. Okay. So, fellas. Now, this is this relates to them to prospects. Okay. So, fellas, huge upset in Okotoks last night for them to prospects. Now, keep in mind, this is last weekend. Yes. Okay, in front of a sold-out crowd at Seaman Stadium, taking the five What's game, it? What? Oh, Seaman. Se- Se- Seaman, like a seaman, like you're, when you're That's on the, the seaman. That's the name of their team? When you're on the sea, No, they're the, they're the Okotoks Daugs. So then why is there, why is I don't know. seaman? Taking the five-game <laughs> series 3-2 with a 3-1 victory of the heavily favored Okotoks Daugs. The Daugs. My big question for you boys is, what are the prospects for the prospects in round two versus the Medicine Hat Maps? Well, I'll tell you what, they won that series. Yes, they sure And did. I watched them win game four, or game three last week. Game four, game four. Yep. Big walk-off, double at the bottom of the ninth. It was a thrilling night in Edmonton. That's just... At the, at the Remax Corral. The Remax Corral. It wasn't a shootout, but it was... But uh, it, was there, it was still at the Corral. Um, They're yep. playing Series starts in Medicine Hat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be streaming the game live on the Upstream.tv website. Quality broadcast. Enjoy the long weekend, champs, and go Prospies from our friend, The Bull. Ah, The Bull. The Bull. Um, Glad he's enjoying the uh, Alberta life. Checking out Okotoks, Absolutely. Southern Alberta swing. Uh, so now, yeah, so so the prospects, they're in the final, the uh, the Western Major Baseball League final. Yeah, playing the Swift Current. Swift Current 57s. 57s. Yes, game, they lost game one, I they, believe. Yeah. They lost game one 13 to 6 or 13 to 3 or something. Yeah. One game two. Big game three tonight here at, Re- uh, at the, the, the Remax Corral. I'm going to game four tomorrow, friend. Ooh. I'm going to game four. 705 
for, uh, pitch. 7.05 start, mm-hmm. local time. And I'll be sitting down for that anthem. And no one will give a shit. Nope, it's Canada. Thank goodness. Oh, also, uh, we got an- there was another email in our spam folder that I happened to see. <laughs> it was from some name I can't even read. And all it said was, um, I have a project for you. Conversation? Ooh. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I mean, it sounds, uh, you know, could be one of those Nigerian princes giving away millions of dollars. Well, if so. you're... Hey, we could use it. If you you or anyone you know is a Nigerian prince trying to... Or a, prince of any nation. Yeah, give away princess, money. Yeah, whatever. Giving away money. King, queen, Let us know. Email, email us at offthebench... Or otvcast at gmail.com. That's otvcast at gmail.com. Or just some questions. questions Sports related. Fine. Bachelor related, Big, Big brother, brother related. Yeah, we'll, we'll tackle it all. It is the dog days after all. I think we're getting out of the dog days. I saw some leaves changing Ooh, color. Dang. So we're getting. It's getting a little cool at night too. You can feel it. It's um, coming. Follow us on Twitter at Off the Bench Cast and uh, Neil. How's that Instagram uh, account coming along? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, and the, as the sun goes down and the nights get colder, we're in the shadows of Rogers Place. We are back on the bench. I'm Nick Good. I'm Adam Hundert. And hopefully Neil's back next week. If not, we had fun. Yeah, we can we can handle. We can do it. We can we can we can hang. We can hang. We're a cool hang, right guys? We can, it was a good hang. <laughs> Alright. Thank you everyone. Till next time. <laughs>